Hello, friends, and welcome to the Exploring Washington State podcast. My name is Scott Cowan, and I'm the host of the show. Each episode, I have a conversation with an interesting guest who is living in or from Washington State. These are casual conversations with real and interesting people. I think you're going to like the show. So let's jump right in with today's guest. All right. So I am sitting here, well, by myself, but I'm in the virtual room with Tom and Lance of Beautiful Angle. And they have promised to tell me everything I want to know about Beautiful Angle today. Um, but guys, my biggest question is, how'd you two meet? And whose idea, who pitched this idea to, you know, Tom, did you pitch it to Lance? Lance, did you pitch it to Tom? How'd you guys meet and how did Beautiful Angle get started? Let's just jump right into that. We met at a uh, the debut showing of Rattle and Hum, the U2 concert movie. We were introduced um, by a mutual friend of ours who, um, uh, his name is Ed Dobius. He actually lives in Spain now, but... Um, he knew us both and said, Hey, I, I know, you know, I know these other people. There was actually, he introduced our, our us and our wives to each other and said, oh, yeah. we, we know these people that you guys should meet. And, and so he introduced us, the five of us, uh, Lance and I and our, and our spouses and Ed saw this movie together. And, uh, so <laughs> we can track it to the day. Okay. Uh, when we yeah. met without, yeah. you know, I always have to look it up and I don't have the date in front of me, but whenever that was 37 years ago and change or something yeah. like that. Wow. Um, so that's yeah. how we met. And then we've done a number of, we were both just sort of creatives, um, you know, in our souls. And, um, and uh, so we did a number of other creative projects over the years. Um, we uh, did a, actually a comic strip for a while in a weird little Seattle uh, newspaper. And then we were in a band together for years and um, went through all the, you know, trials and tribulations of being in a band and going through, through numerous lineups. And then we had a really good lineup for quite a while. And then when that crashed and burned, we threw in the towel on that. And then we were sort of, you know, taking a break and then, and then, you know, Lance, maybe you should talk about how you got into letterpress and how this came. Yeah. First of all, I'd say, though, we didn't really crash and burn. Our, our uh, drummer moved to Brazil. And it's like, what do you do when your drummer moves to Brazil? So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, we had, before we had fun doing it. Look, I have to interrupt because in total, total hijacking the thread, Tom, I saw on Facebook, you went and saw you two at the sphere. Yes. Totally not related to anything we're talking about today, but how was it? It was amazing. Honestly, it was, it was really good. It was worth the, the price of the trip and the ticket. And, uh, I mean, you know, I've been a fan of you two since I was in high school, you know, yeah. 500 years ago. And, um, my wife is more fanatical U2 fan than I am. So this was our Christmas present to each other. And okay. the sphere is this crazy, overwhelming thing. But uh, the best part about the show for me was just how good Bono's voice sounded. He sounded better in this show than the last time when they came through Seattle. Uh, his voice was just kind of miraculously good for how old he is. <laughs> so it was a it was a great show. Loved everything about it. <laughs> the reason I'm asking is because Dead and Company just announced they're going to do a like 15, 16 show thing there. And yeah, I'm I heard torn. That. 
and fish is coming next after you two. Oh. oh. Yeah. Okay. For like so four, I, four shows. So my question is, band sound good, but was it overwhelming visually? Yes, it was. Um, we actually took, what do you call that stuff you take when you're going on a boat? Dramamine? Dramamine. We took Dramamine yeah, yeah. We were, uh, before we went because I had a coworker who said she felt motion sick the entire time she was there. So okay. we took, and I have no idea if the Dramamine was necessary, but we felt good. And um, yeah, there were a couple times where I had to like close my eyes and not look because it was so much visual kind of input and it, it's, it's everything within your field of vision is moving. Okay. And you're you're also you know three hundred feet above the stage or whatever. So, yeah, it was okay. a little it was a little uh, you know whatever the whatever the word is there the disconcerting or whatever. But it was really cool. Okay. All right. Well, back to our regularly scheduled programming, Lance. <laughs> how did you get involved in letterpress? <laughs> uh, I've been interested in printmaking for a long time, and. Uh, I met a guy up in Vancouver, Canada. His name is Jim Rimmer, and he was actually considered a national treasure of Canada uh, back in the day. He's he's gone now. Um, he uh, was just a fascinating guy, and he would do uh, design type, hand carve, hand cast type, uh, carve linoleum cuts produce books, print the books, and they'd sell for like $300 to $600 a book. They were just beautiful works of art. And he was just the most gracious guy. And he kind of infected me with the idea of doing letterpress. And uh, so shortly after that, uh, I got connected to some different letterpress people. Uh, some of them were at a school in Seattle called School of Visual Concepts. And uh, uh, found a press online after looking for months and months that I could buy and happened to see it on eBay. It was $50. We put in a bid for it and we won it. The only thing was it was in Ohio. So we had to uh, ship it, you know, 10 times that to get it to <laughs> Tacoma. But that kind of uh, gave me the impetus to start. Now, uh, Beautiful Angle was a natural, you know, birth out of that from conversations I had with Tom as a writer and me as a designer. So. Okay, so so Lance, did you kind of bring this idea to Tom? Is that kind of, I mean, can we say you're the one that started that dialogue? Tom, Tom is the brilliant one. No, it was out of conversation though, for sure. <laughs> But All right. what did that yeah, conversation whatever. entail, Tom? What do you recall? Well, well, we we were both big fans of street artists, right? Like, uh, you know, Space Invader and Shepard Ferry and Banksy and these kind of folks um, back in the day before that seemed as overly commercialized as it does now. But And just graffiti art and stencil artists and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, even taggers, I think, are fascinating. But um, anyway, uh, we... 
so we'd been talking about that and it just yeah it was just a natural thing of like lance had this gorgeous press in his basement and I, you know we were just like well we should make posters you know i mean it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't like some great intellectual you know epiphany maybe it was actually because <laughs> when we when we were in a band together we you know we we had a great time as lance mentioned but it was really hard to get past the sort of friends and family circuit you know you would you would do a show and you'd look out at wherever you were playing and you'd say oh hey look there's six people there that i don't know personally how exciting <laughs> is that and and it was just a lot of promotional work and everything and then and then we did this poster thing and about three or four posters in it just mm-hmm. just it just got a buzz it was just kind of it, it was took on a life of its own yeah it was almost instantly popular and you're like okay we touched something here we don't really you know i mean we have ideas on why but mm-hmm. it just it kind of became popular yeah maybe five or six posters in but it it did not take long so yeah. i th- i think if memory serves me right you guys started this in about what 2002 03 2002 yeah yep so i had just moved back to tacoma and i was living in the north end and uh, both of you guys probably remember uh, there was a website, Exit 133. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was reading that a lot. Derek Young's website. Derek, Derek, uh, yeah, Derek. And um, I remember hearing something about this, like like these posters, they were just appearing around town, you know, magically in the middle of the night by, you know, Keebler Elves or something like that. Yeah. And it right. turns out it's you guys. And <laughs> all these years later, you're still doing it. And I think that's a credit to both the two of you, but also a credit to Tacoma. That's right. I think that's right. And then one of the things that's interesting about that is that when we um, did this, we actually had that conversation of let's not make this so ambitious or labor intensive that it becomes unsustainable. Like, it, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to do it at this level of, you know, grandiosity that you burn out from it quickly because our, literally our goal on the, f- before we hung our first poster was let's do this in a way that we could imagine doing this 20 years from now. And now we're past that are. date. Um, but you're right. Uh, Tacoma, when we started doing this, you know, we're both marketing guys in some form, right? And I remember, you know, trying to find, you're doing like, I was working for a company, we were trying to find like Tacoma gifts for clients. And you'd go, you tried to find something that had the name Tacoma on it. And there was, there was just nothing. You'd go into the, the Sheraton Hotel in downtown Tacoma and all the gifts there would say Seattle. And it was, yeah. you know, there was just, nobody in Tacoma was, in Tacoma was loving on Tacoma. So that was definitely part of this goal too, was to, it was to, you know, other people other than us have described it as a kind of ongoing love letter to Tacoma. And I don't think that's too far off. Where did you hang yeah. the first poster? Where was the first, did you? Yeah, did we you, know the answer to that too. Okay. So where was it? <laughs> so we did this, we, we did this thing on the, on the date, I can't, was it like 500 and first 501 years or something lance uh, on uh the, something like that on the yeah, anniversary that of on the anniversary of this sounds so so overly intellectual but uh but um 
we did it on the anniversary of Martin Luther hanging his treaties on the door in Wittenberg, Germany, on the church door. So that's what, actually what we did on our very first posters. We we hung them, we literally stapled them and things onto doors of churches. The first one was on First Presbyterian Church, if I remember correctly. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. Now, no judgment here, but, you know, some people would say that this is graffiti and you shouldn't be mm -hmm. posting things, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I've read some comments. Some people uh, have definitely said that. But I also think I've read some things and I'm paraphrasing here and I'm not going to get it completely accurate, but you know, the city of Tacoma says, you know, post no bills yet. You guys are doing that. And yet you're acknowledged by the city for being good. Art. You know, I think it's, I think it's yeah. a testament to what you're doing. So I think that's fascinating, but you, the first time out, were you nervous that you'd get in trouble? Yeah, we thought, bit. you know, go ahead, Tom. No. Yeah. A little bit. I, I remember, we were we were doing a lot of what's called wheat pasting which is the traditional way of putting up posters you know where you're basically using sort of a wallpaper paste and posting them on the you know sides of buildings or on telephone poles or street poles mm -hmm. and uh wheat paste is is it's not damaging to anything because it's literally just flour and water but it is it will stay up there for months and months and months mm -hmm. even years even in the rain once if you get it up and it can dry okay so we're I just remember the first night out, we were on the corner of Sixth uh, Avenue and Sprague, you know, which is a rough, a roughish intersection, and uh, we're <laughs> pasting up a poster uh, on this light pole, and this police officer pulls up right next to us. He looks out the window, and then he looks ahead and drives away, and you're like, oh, "Okay, I, th I think we're okay. You're okay. <laughs> we are. Right. We are low priority." So yeah. did anybody at first, did anybody complain at when you got, before you guys, before, like you said, like three posters in, you knew you kind of were onto something, but like yeah. in those first two or three poster runs, did, did anybody, was there an yeah. article in the Tribune or something like that? No, but Lance is going to tell you a famous chamber of commerce story. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. So one of our early posters, we, uh, I think it was, uh, we pasted downtown somewhere, but we got an email from this guy in the chamber of commerce that, uh, that, what are you guys doing? You're ruining our, you know, you're, you're uglifying our city and stop doing it and da da da. And, and, uh, we're like, whatever. And, <laughs> but then a year later or within a year, we got an award and he had to, present us with the award <laughs> did he have a change of heart at that point i don't I know bet, if he did. i bet he didn't but i don't think he yeah. had a choice in in uh you know he, he probably we him. probably weren't his choice <laughs> but okay. but mm -hmm. it was funny and we knew who he was yeah. and he knew you know we all okay. knew who yeah. each other were while we're shaking his hand and he has this sort of pained yeah. you know oh, smile awesome. tasted on his face i love it yeah so for 20 two years now and basically one a month is that have you kept that pace up 10 to 12 a year yeah 10 i would say yeah, about probably 10, 10 a year so you've done over 200 of these posters uh, yep. easily and easily more than that because sometimes we do other projects that you know expand that number but you've hung 200 sets of i'll call it guerrilla art around mm -hmm. tacoma 
and it's least, still yes. it's still popular which is just that is that's the perplexing thing i think is that we're like every time we do something it's like well have we reached our point of irrelevance <laughs> but still people show up so we like that it's nice and i think i saw somewhere that people kind of know the route that you take now and there are people out there waiting for you to post there are definitely people out there waiting for us to post and we you know we kind of mix it up we go back and forth uh between because we love seeing the people right and we've got to know yeah. quite a few of them so you know like this last month we had a a guest artist with us a really talented guy named stein hansen and uh he'd never worked with us before so we wanted to kind of show him a good time so we kind of let people know we were coming out and when we went out there were some mobs of people right and um <laughs> waiting and you know taking they all want their picture taken you know with with us or with stein stein was autographing a whole bunch of posters we don't autograph things we've made that as a policy but um and he was just like he had the time of his life you know it was great or, you know he had a he had a a good time i should say i don't want to overstate it but you know what i mean <laughs> right, and, right. and then other nights we know everywhere everybody's waiting and we intentionally go to a different part of town and and they all are screaming and frustrated and but then somebody will find one or they'll find because we like to hang big blocks of posters they just look great if you could hang 20 in a big grid or something mm -hmm. and somebody will find one and they'll post it online and then everybody will rush over there to you know to grab one or something so it's cool. still really it's really fun either way you do it but we intentionally like to you know sometimes we like to make it easy on folks and sometimes we do it as more of a sort of a you know wild and woolly treasure hunt all right so how and one of the things one of the things we uh, learned early on that I appreciate was that more than just self-expression or, or community conversation, having uh, some predictable spots where people show up was a great community connector. It's like people met their neighbor and they said, oh, I have this poster, I have that poster. And, and that's a great benefit that we've learned from doing this project. How many posters do you print in a run typically we usually print about 120 and we hang up 80 so we get we give away whatever that is eight twelfths what is that four six two thirds we give away two thirds of the posters for free to you know mm -hmm. we put them out on the street and then we save the other third to sell to support the project okay and when i'm on mm -hmm. the website there's different prices cool. for for the posters how do you determine I, I think I know the answer, but how do you determine what we're, what not where I'm not involved, but how do you guys price your posters? Yeah, we have this sort of like street streetwear pricing thing of trying to create this sort of intentional scarcity. So if you get one early, uh, you know, if, if, if there, we, we t basically take uh, the number of posters and divide it into 1500. So if we have 30 or more, they will be 50 bucks a piece. That's as cheap as they get. And if okay. we have, if we have one left, it'd be $1,500. If we have three left, it'd be $500. So okay. that's how it works. And the ones I, well, not the ones I like, cause I like a lot of them, but the, the Sonic sky one's just not available. So, um, that's, yeah. that's, I, I missed out. I don't know. I don't know. 1500. I'm not a big, that big, 
Uh, I'm not a Sonics fan anymore, so I don't know if I drop fifteen hundred bucks on it. I, I might, I might, guys. I, you know, it's so, so we we do occasionally. We like we do an event every spring that's coming up in what is it? April. It's called Ways Goose, so. and it's a it's a print arts kind of gathering and and mm -hmm. show. And we sell posters there. And you'll have people who will walk up to our little table and they'll say fifty dollars for a poster. Are you kidding me? It's just a piece of paper. And then somebody else will walk up right after them and say, how much is this one? And we'll say, ooh, that one's $750. And they're like, okay, do you take a check? So it's just, you know, the value it's, is whatever it is to the person, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Now, how do you, so now I'm going to ask creative questions. You know, you guys are being artists here, but what's the, what's the workflow? Like, how do you guys decide? Like, are you working on a design now? What's your, I don't want to call it your next design, but are you guys brainstorming a, a design? Okay. <laughs> well, how do we, we do that? We're... How do you guys do that? What, what's the, what's the, what's your creative process? Well, this current poster we're doing, we're doing with a guest artist again, Stan Shaw. And Tom came up with the idea of doing a boxing poster and we reached out to Stan and he's like, yeah, I'd love to do that with you. So that's, that's as much as, you know, we can say about that one, but, mm -hmm. uh, but that's pretty typical. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, in, it's interesting. Uh, there are limitations with letterpress that kind of corral us into, uh, certain choices. For example, one holiday season we were going to do a holiday themed poster and tom wrote these great words but i just did not have the tenacity to hand set each letter for this long paragraph or whatever it was and uh so we scrapped it and decided okay let's just do something on the fly and we designed something on the fly and i liked what how it turned out i thought it was great so we get the full range of of having having a fully developed concept ahead of time or working on the fly and so on. One of our great posters that's sold out, we did with Art Chantry. And, um, can I swear <laughs> on this show? I'm, am you I can. able to swear on this show? You, you can. Uh, <laughs> it's Art Chantry. So Go we ahead. Were, <laughs> we were doing with this thing with Art Chantry and it was great. And he's, he was, we had the words and everything ahead of time, but we were designing again on the fly. And he's like, Oh, let's see what we got here to work with. Uh, why don't we take all this round shit here and gather up all the round shit and we'll cram it in here and that'll be one layer of the poster. And and so it can be very organic like that. And we like that. We like that the process. Um, we we rarely have so. a long-term agenda of like, you know, you know, people ask us what, what we make posters about. And I always think of them as ads kind of because we are, you know, like Lance is a graphic designer. We think of it as that sort of being true to the poster art form, but, and posters usually advertise something, but, um, so we just sort of advertise whatever we feel like talking about, you know, um, mm -hmm. but it's really generally Lance says, Hey, I want to do a poster about this, or I'll say, I want to do a poster about that. And the other person almost always says, okay. And that's, yeah. you know, that's, that's the, that's about the, as, as brutal as our creative, uh, arguments become. Yeah. So, in fact, one time we had, uh, we had gotten, uh, art, 
uh, grant from the city and we had proposed doing kind of like a, a story arc through our posters for 18 months. And just that little change in our approach made it so laborsome to do and keep up with that mm -hmm. uh, we're like, oh, let's not do that again. <laughs> it was exhausting. But it, it turned out great, but it was just a different, different approach. So, so one of the things I've seen is you guys do this because you're the client, you're not working for a client. You, you get to have complete total artistic control. It seems like if you had agreed to a story arc that you're, you're giving away some of that artistic control by being, you know, you've laid out 18 months of content. And I think being that you can do whatever you want without the client having a voice, but how does that work when you, when you work with a, an, a third party, an artist, I mean, you you have to help them with their vision, right? I mean, now it's three, three people's vision, not just two of you. We're, we're careful on who we work with. We are both sort of art snobs, I would say. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it's true that like we look around at a lot of a lot of folks stuff and go, nope. And, and, you know, we want to be, I want to be careful how we say that. Cause there's, there's so many people doing amazing work that won't work with us. In fact, there's, there's a number of people who we've asked to collaborate with us who've said no to us. So, yeah. um, you know, so that's cool too. But when you bring in another artist, you have to, you bring them in understanding that it's going to be a collaborative process. So it's, it's, it's riskier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So this, this, this boxing poster we're doing with Stan and Stan, Stan is a guy that we worked with more than anyone else. And he's just a ridiculously talented illustrator. And, um, mm -hmm. he is an old art chantry buddy. He worked on, he did a lot of cover illustrations for the rocket and things back in the glory days of Seattle grunge. But, um, uh, so we, I, you know, we sent him like, here's a, here's a very rough concept of this, you know, boxing poster and it was very standard boxer in the gym, you know, sort of a thing. And it's, uh, it's a poster about Sugar Ray Seals, uh, okay. to legendary Tacoma gold medal winner. Yep. And, um, and then Stan came up with a completely different idea on it. And you were like, I, it, you know, if I'm being honest, it made me a little uncomfortable when I first saw it. And, but it's so beautiful. The, the artwork is so good that you just like, okay, this is, you can't really argue just with the quality of it. And then we, we've actually printed half of it and it's just, it's so gorgeous. And that, I mean, credit to Stan on that. It's just his work on it is yeah. beautiful. And we do really, when we're working with guest artists, we really do try and free them up to express their uh, vision as opposed to like us getting them to work for us. They're not working for us. Right. One of the posters, I've got lots of questions now about the posters themselves, but you have one poster that's kind of a, a timeline of Tacoma music. Mm. Now, that how how on earth do you accomplish that with letterpress? Because I have a friend that has a, a letterpress down in California, and you know he's he's talented. I, I see a lot of stuff that he does, and then I looked at that poster and I went, "How do you guys accomplish that from a technical standpoint?" <laughs> Uh, from a technical standpoint, uh, the actual image, which is kind of like tree rings, where it's actually just a vinyl record uh, inked up and printed to create a kind of 
stump of a tree, you know, and you see the rings. And then we pointed to uh, various points along that uh, continuum to describe different interesting facts about the music history in Tacoma. And it got to be so complex that I could not handset type to do that. Um, okay. So we we actually went had a, a plate made, a magnesium plate. Um, so I basically created a digital file for the content portion, had a plate made, and used that for the fine line work in the small type. Okay. And fun fact, I was at two of those events in my life. There's two oh, really? Those, Which two? Yeah. I was at the David Bowie concert and I was at the String Cheese Incident concert. So oh, wow. I was I was a little surprised you put that, String what Cheese was in the there. second one. String Cheese. They played it. Uh, they recorded their uh, nice. live on the road in Tacoma. Oh yeah, yeah, nice. At, you, they were at the UPS Fieldhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, to that. Arch um, Andrews he, getting a lot of press here, but he was a good source for a lot of uh, that content information that we were trying to dig up. And Tom was great at helping find that too. So yeah, it was fun. That's one of my favorite ones we've done. Yeah. Give give the attention to art for a second. I sat down with him at his studio and I think I have four hours of recordings with him. I still haven't figured out what to do with them. It was, (laughs) I'd never met him before. I was, it was a really fun time. Yeah. What a character. Um, let's just go with what a character. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. So I love him. So the route, I, I do want to talk about the route. You guys kind of mix it up, but if I had a, what neighborhoods do you typically post in? Yeah, I've heard Hilltop, North End, but where else do you guys go? Yeah, we, we try go. to mix it up as much as we can, but yeah, Lincoln District is another one. Oh, go ahead, Lance. Yes. We do Stadium, we do Sixth Ave, we do Downtown, of course. Lincoln, we like to get over there. Uh, South Tacoma Way, down that way. So you we're trying to spread it around. Do you go up to McKinley Hill? Uh, we have we have done some that way, but not often. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. But we if if uh, if the topic of the poster relates to something, that's also another draw to a certain area. Or otherwise, oh, yeah. in fact, one of our early posters was about the Murray Morgan Bridge, and we posted one on the bridge um and that one actually was one of the impetus for kind of propelling our project forward because it made the front of the tribune paper Um, the longevity you guys i mean that's the thing here that it just keeps coming back in my mind is the the longevity of this collaboration this project that you guys do it's it's just kudos to both of you i mean 20 plus years and 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 at the same time it's kudos to tacoma for being a good participant in it too for you know, sure i it's, do it's I've, easy to work with it's easy to work with uh, such great words that tom usually is the one crafting um it makes it easy to do yeah. you say that compliments but, all around yeah you say that but both of you guys i mean seriously 20 years of, yeah. of doing this is There's a thing, I mean, we think about, like, one of the things I always say about Tacoma, um, uh, there's a person that uh, I know who's moving down here and is a musician, and I said, you know, one of the great gifts that you'll find that Tacoma has is that Tacoma needs you. Right. Um, And there's this 
if, if you just if people are really dig deep on what they want in life, if most people want to have some sort of purpose in, you know, kind of connections to other folks. And Tacoma has both those things. It gives you a purpose of like this, this, you know, if you go, if you post this stuff around Seattle, Seattle's like, mm, that's nice, but they don't need it, you know, and Tacoma, Tacoma really needs it. Uh, well, you know, they, they, they need a little love. They need a little, you know, a little, you know, soft caresses. And so, and we're not always we are critical sometimes too, but I think that's you know yeah, we, we yeah, try right. to think of ourselves as being in relationship with the city. But and like you're right, we post these things on telephone poles, and right above our posters, a little sign that that reminds us of the uh, you know of the legal statute that says it's illegal to post these and how much we could be fined for each one. But we remind ourselves that like our city mayor and a lot of our city council people have these posters hanging in their offices. And we've gotten awards from the city, so hopefully, if it ever comes to that, we'll have some people in our in our court, literal court. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you guys, after after the length of time, I'd really, unless there was a, a radical change in how the city of Tacoma conducts itself, I don't think you're at a lot of mm-hmm. risk here. What what do you guys get out of it? And, and I mean that in the sense of, from a fulfillment standpoint, for this many years to be doing this, why? What? what why every month do you keep doing this? I want to hear Lance's answer to this. <laughs> I think um, there's a couple real deep reasons, like the friendship that Tom and I have, or... Uh, connection to people like working with Stan Shaw on a poster together, uh, doing this type of work, the actual physical part of doing it is really a great thing to do with other people and gives you a chance to, uh, be together in a way that's, uh, different than, than just sitting over a beer. Um, and so those are the things I, I really appreciate. I do also like the opportunity to try and try again at creating something beautiful. So sometimes our posters are like, yeah, it's not my favorite, but I get to try next month. Get to try again, you know, and I learn and grow as an artist because of that. Okay. I mostly like the shameless ego strokes. It doesn't hurt. I'm telling you, you go out on a, on a Tuesday night and you have all these people saying, Oh, we love you guys. Thank you so much. And you can't help but feel better about yourself if, by the time you go to bed. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Yeah. One thing I saw in doing my, my research is that you've got a Facebook group with like over 4,000 people following you, uh, yeah. which is pretty cool um you've done you know you've done interviews before you guys have you guys are not you don't shy away from the from publicity which i think is great but you also don't seem like you come across as being uh needy for it either yeah we're not big self-promoters right but you but you don't shy away from it somebody if somebody reaches out to you so lance i don't know if you know this so i'll just tom his latest book i saw a picture of the book cover on Facebook. I said, Oh, that looks cool. The art caught my eye. I reach out to yeah. him. 
thinking he's an author, and he is an author. I don't mean like, you know, like uh, yeah, but I didn't know that he was the, the two of you. I didn't know there was this connection. And yeah, then, yeah. and then I, I'm like, all of a sudden I realized it's like, oh my gosh. Um, and then I asked him if, if he would be, you know, willing to do this conversation. And he said, you know, he was, yeah, I think so. Lance, I think we'd be like to do this. And I was like, very, you guys were very approachable about it. And I just, once again, I, I don't want to say this publicly. I'm going to Tom, I I told you and and Lance, I grew up in Tacoma in the sixties and Mm -hmm. seventies. I I graduated high school in 1980. I couldn't wait to get out of there. I, I did not like Tacoma. Please don't send me hate mail people. Um, I moved back to Tacoma (laughs) in like, 2001 2002 when my son came to live with me full time i lived up on the north end i enjoyed it a great deal uh lived out in uh, until about seven years ago lived out in the parkland area nobody likes parkland um i I have this love-hate relationship with tacoma but after talking to tom about his book and the other things that we talked about I actually told my wife, I go, God, I could see moving back there. And that's like people that know me. I'm not a real, I'm not a big fan of Western Washington. And yet you guys, the two of you have, you know, paint, you're not painted, but I I have this kind of soft spot, this fondness for Tacoma. And Tom had said, Tacoma needs you. And and that struck a chord. I mean, I'll be honest with you. That's, that struck a chord. There's something about Tacoma and it's, I don't know how to articulate it. But I think it has something to do with like what you guys are doing, what the what the community there is doing in general. It's the redheaded stepchild of Seattle. I don't know. That's not well, fair I to think, say. Yeah. And 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 there's I mean, and all those things and just we should pause and just say we are just one little teeny part of the arts community and Absolutely. the kind of community community down here. There's so many people doing things for their fellow citizens and every there's just a lot of people who work hard at trying to make this place better and more connected and uh there's a there's a great art scene and there's there is a difference to it because if you say hey i'd like to be involved the general answer is like yeah that's great come and be involved yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one thing that really stands out to me as an urban center is that there's kind of this come on along attitude a yeah. new artist moves into town and it's not like, oh, you need to be vetted by the, you know, artist elite. No, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, come on, we're doing this other thing. Come do it with us or do your thing with and let's dive in together. And that's, I think, really unique for an urban culture center. Yeah. No, and, that's, and that's, that's just... I mean, there's issues. The city has issues, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. But I'm, and I'm not saying that you two are the reason I would be willing to move back to Tacoma. I'm not, I'm not saying that I am saying that you've, you've been able to like remind me though of like exit 133. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about that site in a long, long time, you know, and that was mm-hmm. a, a great community platform for a number of years that, that Derek yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there was a lot of really interesting things going on in Tacoma that you don't find in my experience, as relevant or prevalent in other communities. So whatever it is, it's yeah. keeping the, the community going, you guys, you're, you're a part of it. And it's great that the community's still doing it. Lance, when mm-hmm. did you, are you, are you a native Tacoma guy or when did you, when did you move to Tacoma? 
I've lived in Tacoma for 27 years. Okay. And uh, my wife, uh, born and raised in Federal Way, so she's lived within like 10, 15 miles of her whole life. And mm -hmm. I moved back up from California when I was uh, in my 20s to find my roots. My family was originally from this area, actually. They homesteaded up in Birch Bay in the 1800s. So oh. I got deep roots and uh, came back up to kind of discover my roots. And uh, Tom and Deb had moved to Tacoma and were like, hey, we want to hang out closer to them. So we ended up moving uh, to Tacoma or mm -hmm. uh, from the Enumclaw area. And, yeah. Oh, from Enumclaw. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, it's just. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's interesting people's journeys to communities. I, you know, I, when I talk to people across the state, how they yeah. end up in whatever, wherever home is at that moment that we're talking, uh, everybody's story is, is kind of interesting. Um, so Lance, I always ask guests some questions. I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to do it differently this time. Tom has answered these questions before, but I want you to answer them for Tom. Okay. So what do you think Tom said when I asked him, where's a great place okay. to get a, where's a Tom's opinion? Where's a great place to get a cup of coffee in Tacoma? I hope you got it right because the answer is the method downtown. It's a yeah. coffee and skate shop. So I feel like I'm on a, a, the newlywed game and I yeah, want to say, the oh, bad honey. version of the newlywed yeah, yeah. game. Yeah. Okay. So, so we, he did not mention uh, method. Um, okay. Uh, uh, what did you mention, Tom? I mentioned Bluebeard, but apparently oh, that's because yeah. I'm wrong. Well, so, well, blue, well there's no uh, wrong the method answer. uses the the method uses Bluebeard's coffee, so Bluebeard is oh. the roaster for the method. There, there you, you go. go. Okay. So another question I always ask my guests, and so Tom answered this one before. What did Tom answer to my question? Where's a great place for me to grab lunch when I'm in Tacoma? Uh, I don't know the right answer. Well, uh, take a stab at it. He's, he's, <laughs> he's giving you a clue. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't read lips very well. So. Okay. Uh, think, think of a place on maybe on 6th uh, Avenue with a great tap list. Oh, yeah, yeah. I should have said Red Hot right away. <laughs> okay. Red How hot. about you? If, if I were showing up yep, in Tacoma, right. where, would, where would you, Lance, where would you tell me to go to lunch in Tacoma? Well, I work right above Thai Pepper, and so it uh, isn't a common place. I just head downstairs to get good food. Okay. So that would be one place. But uh, to take to take my wife out or friends, we go to Enrama. is a great uh, mixologist coffee or cocktail place with incredible food in the uh, courthouse square, the old post office building. Really? I have never heard of that. Not that I know everything in Tacoma. Cool. I don't, but I've never heard of that yeah. place. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. The owner, right. the owner is I, Chris Keel, and he's a well-known restaurant guy. Around I think town. it's only open for dinner, so it might not work yeah. for lunch, but well, uh, I, it is yeah, an can, amazing place. For the for the right food, I can stick around for dinner. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. So I normally ask those questions a little later, but you know we'll come back. So what do you guys... Where do you see Beautiful Angle in five years? What's What do you think? Doing the same thing we're doing right now. Just yeah? grinding it out, baby. 
No, that doesn't sound like fun the way you just said that. So I don't think it's grinding. You know, I think, you know, I, I got I, I think Tom, it I'm is. Gonna... Honestly, I would disagree with you. I think it is. Really? Um, Why? Why? I don't, um, I don't mean it in a bad way. Uh, I just think Lance and I both are grinders. We are guys okay. that if you say, uh, see this cart full of gravel, it weighs 3,000 pounds and our truck broke down and we have to move it five miles down the road. We're the guys that you want in the back of the cart. We are, we we don't mind grunting out work. Is, and I think I think that's one of the reasons yeah. we get along is you're okay. like, all right, we got to do this thing. All right, let's go do it. And okay. and yeah. I think that's that part of our personalities is one of the reasons this thing is still rolling. It's it's we're not we're not trying to be the star that explodes in the sky. You know, we are trying to be the guys who just keep doing good work and keep doing good work. You know, yeah. less David Bowie, more yeah, Tom that's... Petty. Okay. <laughs> so going back to the work ethic and the grind, can you guys walk me through the printing? So you got the design all laid out. You've done letterpress or you've done a magnesium plate or all that. But so now it's time to print. How long does it take you guys to do 120 posters? To actually run 120 pieces of paper through our press, which is a, um, what's called a, a proof press. It was actually in in the old days. It was actually used for proofing before it would be moved to a bigger press for production runs. Um, okay. Our proof, our press is a challenge proof press. Um, the. Uh, what was the question again? How long the the printing process? How how long does it does it take you guys? Oh, yeah. more than a day. Right, right, is it right. is it? So do we so get together to and run, have beers and print? So yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. So uh, <laughs> to run 120 sheets of paper through the press takes a couple hours. Couple to hours. actually do that. Okay. But some of our okay. posters may be up to six colors. So you are. Uh, you know, that's six runs of paper through the press. And so each one, each color gets a run. So. so, and before you're doing that, you have to concept the image and you have to write the words. And then if you're doing it on a linoleum cut, which is what we do more often than anything else, you have to, you have to transfer the image to the linoleum and then you have to carve the linoleum. And if you have a three color thing, that means you're carving three different plates and then you have to mount that to wood and that all that stuff put together is still the least labor intensive part of the whole thing because the real labor is that you have to buy a press you have to find we have how many how many typefaces do you have in your studio lance more than i can count actually yeah so, and so you have so you, you have to those yeah, so you go have ahead, to Tom. find you have to go find all this stuff. You have right. to reach out and yeah. build networks and communities, and you have to. Lance dedicates an entire floor of his house to this. Um, people come over. We invite people over to print with us on a regular basis, and they'll come over and they'll turn the crank on the press, and a and a poster magically comes out the other end, and they're like, "Oh, this is so fun!" 
but you don't realize <laughs> and then then when you're done you have you have 500 letters of four different typefaces and they're 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 tiny right they're they're a quarter of an inch high you have to figure out where to put them all back and then you have yeah. to put in all these spacers around everything to lock it in i mean it is it is really labor intensive yeah it's like doing uh a intricate puzzle every week you know it takes you hours to do and but you don't just get to dump the pieces the back puzzle. in the box you have to dump the pieces back in <laughs> 75 different little boxes right yeah. right so but so the the actual act of printing though is a couple of hours per color uh -huh. all right now they've got to do the how long does it mm -hmm. take to dry the ink i mean can you do three colors in a night can you guys put six hours of work i'm oversimplifying but can you put six hours of work in and do three colors or is this a couple three yeah, night yep. project now yeah we can do basically one one color a night okay. um and they're relatively dry in the morning usually okay so if you're doing three colors you got to plan three evenings probably evenings worth of work around everything else your, your personal lives and all mm -hmm. that stuff and then you've got like you uh, tom the the design the layout the the carving all of that is uh, let me, let's use a, the I, paper i mean it's just so much it's so much stuff well let's i'm going to ask you about what let's go back to that tacoma music poster from a hours of layout standpoint how long did that poster take to once you've hammered out the idea and that could have taken you insurmountable amount of time but how long did it take you to do the physical mm -hmm. layout for that poster uh because i created it digitally to create the plate mm -hmm. i would say it probably took uh, a good portion of a day to do the layout and get it right and okay. then uh figuring out how how it goes in connection with the analog part which is the record uh impression itself and so on mm -hmm. um and then and then you have to get the plate made and so forth but yeah right there is a, another poster we did uh, uh, probably two years in or something like that called blender which has oh. an ent the entire mm -hmm. page and it's a big poster it's our, our largest size that we print and um it has a hand carved image but then it has the entire page is filled with type and um and so much there's so many words on it that we had to keep s switching typefaces because you're like well we are now out of ease and uh so we need to switch over to a different typeface so it's this it it, it looks like a type sampler sort of it has all these different typefaces just sort of mashed together in, there, in, a, in a really beautiful way but but that was that was backbreakingly labor intensive and there's probably mm -hmm. still lines from that poster that haven't gotten back into the type cases because that's possible I mean, <laughs> the there was one poster i saw that was like a lucky charms box that was flattened out okay yeah mm -hmm. yeah okay how how did you How'd you do that one? Was that that you took like a digital uh, plate and then letter pressed over it, or what did what did we? How'd you do that one? Uh, 
I've been collecting cereal boxes for a long time, <coughs> and uh, I'm not joking. <laughs> and we cut them open to make a place to put a poster. And so they're actually on cereal boxes. Uh, so everyone's different. And that was a two color job. It was uh, so, you know, it was for Year of the Tiger. And so the headline was like, it's great or whatever. And uh, we had an image of a, a vintage engraving of a tiger head uh, kind of from a circus poster crashing through the paper. And that was our uh, uh, image that we overprinted on actual cereal boxes. So you overprinted on actual cereal boxes. Oh my God. Okay. Tom, this is directed to you because earlier when we talked, you mentioned you're a, a baseball fan. Have you guys ever done any posters that are related to ba uh, Tacoma baseball? I don't think we have. Um, but I like that idea. We, there's another, if I can give a shout out to another great art project in Tacoma, there's a, there's this uh, project that we love called Grit City Magazine. In fact, Lance's design studio, um, uh, Rotator Creative does, uh, uh, does a lot of the design on that magazine. But uh, I do have an article in the next issue about uh, legendary Tacoma Giants pitcher Gaylord Perry. So um, I, I do love I do love that stuff. I have a I think and it's a 1960 be, Washington National. We, I can. Th I... Go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off. I think you should do a Tacoma. I think there should be a, a beautiful no, angle okay. Tacoma. There should be a beautiful angle Tacoma in baseball inspired poster in the future. I think that would be really cool. I was saying I was cut you off. I have a 1960 or 61. Yeah. Washington National Bank Gaylord Perry Tacoma Giants baseball card somewhere in my collection. Um and I just found out last week. Cool. Yeah. That's very cool. And I found out last last week that my junior high history teacher uh who pitched for the Tacoma Giants, uh John Pregenzer, uh just passed away. Um that he he pitched for the he pitched for the Tacoma mm -hmm. Giants and then he pitched in San Francisco for a couple of seasons and he was kind of a cult favorite and uh Anyway, uh, my love for Tacoma baseball runs really deep, and I, I think it'd be a really cool. Uh, there's my there's my pitch. Do that, please. I'll okay. buy it. I'll buy posters. I like it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think you know. I think this is just a really cool thing. Um, I like the fact that one thing I heard was you, you guys have a poster sale, but you give the proceeds to charity, right? We do. We give a lot, actually, a lot of our posters are given away to a number of nonprofits and so forth for them for their auctions or whatnot. But then every holiday season, we have a big party where we sell all of our uh, kind of back stock um, really cheap and uh, people come and get the poster they missed long ago. And all that money goes to a charity that we've picked for that year. And usually we can get some corporate matching dollars as well. So that's uh, a great benefit. That's, that's wonderful that you guys do that. So what, as we wrap this up, what didn't I ask you about Beautiful Angle that you think we should get out there? Is there something we overlooked? Um, one thing I can think of that I think is part of the story is uh, 
We have an incredible collection of vintage engravings that have come from print shops that have closed down over the years. Uh, and one in particular called us up and said, yeah, we're, we're, we've been in Tacoma for three generations and we're closing up shop and we have all these Tacoma engraving, Tacoma-centric engravings and we were just gonna throw them away but wondered if you guys might want them, you know? Mm. And so that's a, like a incredible opportunity to, to like, just delve into the history, you know, for, through these artifacts. And uh, we try to repurpose them into posters and uh, find ways to use them that are unique and interesting and kind of weave the history into the future. So of this, these old engravings, what caught your eye? What, like, share with, share with us a couple that you think are really quite interesting and intriguing. They, they go back all the way to things like old sailing ships and um, old Coca-Cola ads and, and lots and lots of, of faces of like, you just have to remember this wasn't art. It was, right. it was advertisements, newsletters right? Or yeah, newsletters, lots and lots of like faces of realtors and insurance agents <laughs> and things like that. And, but, and then they go all the way up into probably the eighties and like one of our, one of my favorites. In fact, one of my favorite posters we did, we used this old, um, and, uh, and their color separations too. So they, there's like multiple things of like a 1972, uh, Camaro. And it's just this kind of beautiful kitschy car thing. And you're like, well, well we got to make a Camaro poster because that's too cool. Yeah. And um, so like on that one, we worked with an artist named Chris Sharp, who does sign painting. He also does like, uh, you know, stenciling of cars. So we got this cool sort of vintage stenciling style on the, like over the top of this Camaro. It was really, it's, you know, there's some just really cool stuff in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just some amazing imagery. Uh, you should probably mention the wrestlers, Tom. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna say this in a way that I'm sure is gonna offend somebody because I'm not sure how to say it. But it's we have this huge collection of midget wrestlers, so I apologize before and after that if I use the wrong terminology there. But uh, I don't know if if we could use them or not we did we did reach out to a local c celebrity bookstore owner that you should talk to named sweet p flaherty who runs king's books and is sort of the central figure of tacoma's literary scene and he picked up these wrestling images and could name some of their names it yeah. was like he's like oh that's Werner crunker or something like that and you're like what and we turn it over and sure enough written on there yeah, on sure a piece enough. of tape is the is the name of this female uh wrestler of you know unique size <laughs> yeah yeah so but you know this was some this was for some event that was probably held some, at, some you poster, know yeah at the tacoma armory or the ups field house or something back in the day you know We've got some great ones of like a vintage uh, national park brochure, you know, rack brochure or something. And these great images that are from the 40s or 50s, probably. Mm. So it's a wide ranging collection that we love to kind of dive into. We had one that we did on this poster and it was it was an image of um, somebody 
you know, doing something with trees, like they were marking trees to cut them down. And we took a picture of it. My wife took a picture of it and used Google image search where you can use to like search images online and sure enough found this thing. And it's this from this old warehouser calendar of like the glory of stumps and you know why clear cutting is so great for nature and all this sort of weird stuff because the favorite image of the calendar is this family having this beautiful picnic around a stump (laughs) (laughs) yeah so type and engravings take up a lot of space how Tom mentioned oh, yeah. you you've donated I'll say donated a floor of your home to this. I mean, how much space does this all this take up? <laughs> I would I would think uh probably 800 square feet is uh where we have our stuff and uh the, there is a real niche culture in the letterpress and book arts community. So when when a print shop goes out of business, and word gets around there's kind of this rescue rescue effort because we don't want this glorious wood type to go to an antique dealer where you can buy your initials and put it on your cubicle in a corporate office you know right because then it becomes less useful right and so we've had the opportunity to collect uh, quite a collection of type and uh of various types of everything down from four point lead type all the way up to you know foot uh one foot size lettering that you can put on the press wow. and the, everything in between wow so my last question about the press i do want how what size posters do you guys typically run how big can this proof press go Challenge Proof Press, this particular one uh, has a print impression area of 15 by 24. Okay. So that's the largest uh, poster size we can really do. Um, we have, uh, we vary our poster sizes um, from anywhere from like 13 by 19 on up to a 14 by 24 size-ish. Okay. I lied. I just the have One thing question. you realize is that if you, if, if you make something 11, 11 by 17, it does not look interesting. And if you have to get away from that size because it, it looks like it came off a printer, even if it didn't. So you have yeah. to change the dimensions from that to get bigger or longer and narrower or something. Okay. Yeah. I lied. There was another poster, poster that I saw. I want to say it was a monkey that was kind of die cut that you guys did. Mm-hmm. How did you do, walk me through that one, because that's, that's certainly an interesting shape and size. I mean, caught my eye. Mm -hmm. We do a poster every year for this other, in in conjunction with another project. If you haven't talked to the monkey shines people, uh, we can connect you to that. This, this Tacoma citywide glass um, art, glass art treasure hunt that happens every Mm -hmm. year around Chinese new year. And um, so we've done, so that was for the, of course, Year of the Monkey, which we've mm-hmm. done two of those now because we've been around long enough where we're cycling through the years on the second time. We just did our, finished our second uh, Year of the Dragon last month okay. or mm-hmm. the beginning of February. Um, and 
Yeah, so that one we, so that's on a kind of a paper called Chipboard. Lance, tell me if I'm saying anything wrong here. Yep, that's right. Um, which is sort of brown craft. Uh, you know, it's it's basically the stuff that cereal boxes are made out of. Okay. Um, and, and so we laid out a bunch of type that uh, if you could see the entire poster, it's just all this sort of nonsense monkey related type, like, you know, lines <laughs> from King of the Swingers from Jungle Book and things like that. Okay. And then Lance is going to tell you uh, the rest. <laughs> and then we just printed sheets of that. So it was just this random type across the sheet that related to monkeys reference references. And then uh, our friend Dustin Harlan at C4 Labs took that stack of posters and laser cut them into the shapes of a barrel of monkeys. Monkeys. And so they interlock and they can hang from trees and whatnot. And we gave away both the positive uh, shape and the negative shape into the community. That was one of the frustrating uh, hanging moments in our hanging history because people would come up like they were rabid about it and they're like, no, 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 I want the positive one. I don't want the negative one. You got to trade me, you know, and you're just like, come on, you're getting a free poster, dude. Oh, <laughs> you know? my gosh. But uh, it was very popular and uh, fun fun to do. So those were laser cut into those shapes. Okay. That's, I haven't looked at all your posters, but have you done other laser cut posters? We've done laser uh, cut type. Uh, Lance's brother was kind enough to to do some laser cutting uh, of some some mm -hmm. letters we were missing for typefaces and things like that. And even a, yeah. Lance designed an entire large letter typeface that uh, and that that his brother then you know mm -hmm. cut out for us. So we are not purists in the sense of like we are only going to use you know. Uh, 1950 and and prior era, you know era technology we were happy yeah. to mix it up no and that's actually that's a really good point tom because i think what yeah one of the things that drives me as an artist is i don't want to regurgitate the past i'm not doing letterpress because it's nostalgic i'm doing it because it's a cool artist tool and what can we do with it that be unique and fun and interesting and what could we how can we make plates or images with and one of our famous posters it actually has some line work that's just solder that's glued down to a board to make a line you know an interesting line or something like that and we so we're very experimental on how we approach letterpress and want to use the craft to do new things okay Last question, promise. Is there a day or a week of the month that you typically post these or is it random? Yeah, we we've sort of set aside Tuesday nights for both printing and generally distributing posters too. Okay. So Tuesday nights is the night to be out looking now you did say to follow on that though you did say every now and then you kind of you kind of announce it out to the to your fans that you're doing it or or is it secret yeah we're not afraid to do that i mean we like the that's it's actually a challenge because uh, scott you know we use facebook and instagram but both of those social channels are starting to skew older 
and uh, Facebook, cool. particularly where we have our by far biggest following. But it, you know, it's skewing till middle age and later, which limits your ability to to reach out to younger people. And I would love to figure out how to crack that nut. I don't know how to do it. TikTok Why? or something. You have I don't to do know. A TikTok if, dance, Tom. I don't know if I can stand it. I you know, the thing is, you do don't have to do use. the dance. I think TikTok. Oh. Oh. Now this is an audio format, so nobody can see the three the three of us. We are not TikTok demographic, but I think that your the, I so you know, I I think TikTok's where you probably would go and get get those eyeballs, you know, those younger Tacoma residents yeah. that would. Um, uh. Tom, I, sounds, I know you have. I, it sounds Tom, horrible, Scott. It sounds horrible. I know it does, but Tom, you have kids. Can you enlist your children? Um, yeah, they're maybe. I mean, yeah, there you social go. Social media. Yeah, I don't know. Just yeah. It, yeah, I've been on TikTok like twice, and I didn't get it. Um, I'm I'm not. I'm <laughs> I'm fir- firmly entrenched in Facebook. <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right, guys, Lance, I have one last question for you and then we'll let you guys go. This is a very important question. I ask it of every guest. Tom's already answered it. I'm not going to ask you to guess Tom's answer. This has to be your answer. Cake or pie and why? Why though is the important part. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's time for pie. Mm I would say uh, pie is simple. You can make it from berries you find on the side of the road. It's tasty. Uh, It's satisfying and very comforting. And and my my mom would actually make me boysenberry pie every now and then for my birthday. Okay. So are you like a fruit pie? Is that is like berry pie? Is that your thing? I mean... Uh, pretty much all pie. Okay. All right. <laughs> Guys, where can people find more about Beautiful Angle? Where would you like people to go look? And we'll make sure it's in the show notes, but why don't you tell them where to go? Yeah, beautifulangle.com is our website. You can see all our entire collection of posters there and whatever's still for sale is on there. Um, and um, you can link to our socials from there but as well. But uh, join our Facebook group, too. We love new members on our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or follow us on Instagram at Beautiful Angle Tacoma. Beautiful Angle Tacoma. Okay. Excellent. Lance, Tom, thank you both so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Really appreciate it. And keep. I, maybe we'll have this conversation another 20 years again. I mean, that would be pretty well, at my age, it'd be pretty amazing, but it would be very cool. And <laughs> you guys doing this, that's, <laughs> I really am really kudos to both of you. I think it's awesome. So thank you. Thanks. Scott. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show. You can reach me on Twitter at Explore Law State. I'd love to hear your comments. You can also visit our website at explorewashingtonstate.com. If you know anyone who would like the show, It'd be amazing if you'd share the show with them. This is the biggest way that we grow this show. Good old word of mouth. Glad you were here with me today, and I hope to have you listening to the next episode. See you then.